Hello, and welcome back to Bestie Chats with Soph. I'm your host, Sophia Panella, and I'm so happy to have you here. This episode is sponsored by Legion Athletics. Legion is the number one best-selling brand of all natural sports supplements with over 400,000 customers served and 3 million bottles sold. But you guys know how I roll. I'll be honest in telling you that supplements are not going to be the end solution to reaching your goals. And let me make it clear that you do not need supplements in order to reach your goals. Supplements are to be used if there are spaces in your diet that need to be filled or if you're deficient in any vitamins and minerals. That's where dietary supplements will help you out. Legion has been the only supplement company that doesn't leave me feeling like garbo, and that's because it's all natural supplements, and better yet, they're all backed by research and science. Like, it doesn't get better than that. My favorite products from Legion I use every day are their original grains, the peach ring pre-workout flavor, I'm not joking, you guys, it literally tastes like the peach rings candy, and both the grass-fed whey and vegan cinnamon cereal protein powder best protein powder of all time. Both, both of them. They're so good. You can go to www.legionathletics.com and take the quiz to see what supplements will best fit you towards reaching your goals. And don't forget to use code Sophia at checkout. We're just going to jump right into today's episode because by the title, you already know what we're chit-chatting about, all the girly things. We are going to take a deep dive into cycle syncing, what it is, how I cycle sync, and all the different things. Now, this term is being thrown around on the internet by these freaking influencers. I mean, who do they think they are? Guilty, it's me. I am one of the many people who has thrown around that term many times before, okay? And I want to start off the episode with making it clear that there is literally no research around cycle syncing, okay? There is no research that proves whether cycle syncing works or not because there is no research at all. I think there's only like one or two studies that kind of did a little bit of research and they just found inconclusive results. There's some studies that are like, oh yeah, just it doesn't really make that big of a difference, but there's not enough studies out there that are able to really quantify whether this works or not. And I want to make that clear. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, this is the way you need to live your life. This is how you should do things. It's going to work for you. It's going to work for everyone. Because what cycle syncing is, it's a lifestyle. It's a whole mind, body, soul experience. It's a way to approach health and wellness in your life. It's one of many approaches This is not something that's going to work for everybody, you guys. This is just a way to live. And not everybody wants to live this way based on their cycle. And essentially, cycle syncing is adjusting your routines around the phases of your menstrual cycle. Because as you know, there are rises and falls in your different sex hormones that impact your energy, your mood, your like whether you're tired or happy or whatever, all the different things. There is research that proves that the female cycle, that a woman's cycle does impact our mood and our energy levels. There's there's science out there that proves that. So the theory around cycle syncing, it's a theory essentially, because again, there's not enough research out there to prove whether this works or not. The theory is is 
basically you sync your workouts and movement, your diet, possibly your work and relationships to your cycle. I would say there's different levels to cycle syncing. Right now, I have only just crossed the threshold of syncing my workouts to my cycle. Again, you can sync your diet. You can sync other things as well. But I really only focus on cycle syncing my workouts and even part of my work schedule to where I'm at in my cycle. It's going to be different for everybody. Some people go the full fucking nine and they do the diet, they do the workouts, they, you know, do the meetings, all the different things. For me, it's just workouts and honestly my work as well, right? So when I'm feeling more sociable and my mood is better and my energy levels are a little bit more stable and they're good and they're high, I'll typically try to schedule big meetings or projects around that phase of my cycle. So that would be an example of how I would tailor my work schedule to my cycle. Now, for an example, with relationships, when you're feeling your best and you're feeling yourself, right? You want it to be more sociable because your biological body is telling you, let's go out and find a fucking mate. Let's, let's go get, let's go get a baby and let's conceive, right? You're going to want to be more sociable. So planning events or maybe date nights around that time, or maybe girls nights, because you know that you're going to feel your best and be more sociable, right? That would be an example of how you would sync your relationships around your cycle. It's pretty self-explanatory, but when, when it comes to the workouts, that's, and also the diet a little bit, it, it becomes a little bit more complicated. So again, I am not a doctor. I am not certified in anything that we're talking about today. All right. So take this episode with a literal grain of salt. Um, I only know what I know based off of my own experience. I believe the best way to learn anything is to experience it firsthand, right? There's no better education than that. And also I've done countless hours of research, um, on female hormones, on cycles, tracking my cycle, all the different things. And do I know everything? Absolutely not. Not even close Uh, but I know enough. I know enough to feel confident in giving you guys this information today and talking about this specifically in regard to my personal experience and what I know to be true for myself. Okay. And based off of the research I've done. So I want to make that very clear. And I also want to make it clear again, that there's no research on cycle syncing. So I can't just come here spitting facts and all these different things on, oh yeah, this is proven to work. This is how you're going to live your life. And I also want to let you guys know that I'm super new to this way of life. Um, I, I don't know like everything about it. Like I said, always do your research and do what's best for you. But I'm new to this cycle syncing world and this concept. I've introduced this concept to myself about a year ago, but I didn't really start taking it seriously until the new year, like beginning ish of 2023. Okay. Um, and so when I film an episode on cycle syncing in six months down the line and a year down the line, hopefully I'll know more and I'll have more experience and maybe there's going to be new research studies out there. It'll be really interesting in the next five to 10 years to see what the research says. Um, but I want to tell you that cycle syncing has literally changed my life. It has changed everything for me. It's shifted the way that I view health and wellness. It's shifted the way that I look at myself. It's shifted 
my relationships that I have with my boyfriend, my family, with my sister, just the way that I approach everything in life is so different now. And that's why I say that cycle syncing is a full mind, body, soul experience. And it can sound like really intimidating, but you can start off with the absolute basics. Okay. Now with cycle syncing and tailoring your lifestyle to your cycle, it sounds very extreme, right? It sounds very like I'm a woman and this is a woman's world. Okay. But if you think about it, men have a hormone cycle that runs over 24 hours a day. This is known as the circadian rhythm. We know that. We do, we we have this too. We have the circadian rhythm, but we also have what is known as the infradian rhythm. The infradian, infradian rhythm, hello, overrides the circadian rhythm because the circadian rhythm is the biological sleep and wake cycle. It repeats every 24 hours and based on the rotation of the earth. We know that. The infradian rhythm though, cycles with the moon and is very much often overlooked in the society that we live in today, right? You would say it's a little bit more of a patriarchal society, and I don't mean to get like this. I really don't. But that's just kind of how we operate with nine to fives, with 24-hour days, with this, that, the other. Now, I'm not saying that the best way to live life and everybody should be tailoring to a woman's cycle, although wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be good? But this is kind of that concept where it's like, okay, we usually operate on a 24-hour cycle, the nine to five. It's more of a, I guess you could say, a male gaze way to live life. Now, cycle syncing is, I would say, more of a female gaze way to live life. That's the best way that I can put it. Now, with cycle syncing, essentially, you do have to know where you're at in your cycle in order to tailor your life or your workouts to your cycle. And I'm not saying you necessarily have to track, but being aware of what the female cycle is, of what can happen during the highs, the lows, how you can feel during this time is super important. Like I said, I currently only sync my workouts to my cycle. You can do your diet. I'm just not there yet because I'm I'm super new to all of this still, and I'm just feeling like I'm getting a really good groove with syncing my workouts. It's baby steps. It's a layered process, right? Like you don't have to dive in head first. I know I'm like, oh, it's a mind, body, soul experience, but you don't have to like dive in head first to this necessarily. Um, if you haven't done so already, definitely take a listen to my podcast called The Female Cycle because it's going to make a lot more sense when we talk about this stuff. I don't want to spend a lot of this episode talking about like specifically what happens during the female cycle, but I want to quickly run over what happens during the female cycle very briefly. This is a synopsis, a lot deeper things and a lot more things happen, but based on a 28 day cycle, you have your two main phases. And again, a 28 day cycle is just the average length of a female cycle. Um, you may have a little bit less days. You may have a little bit more days. You're not going to have 28 days every single time on the dot. Sometimes I'm 27 days. Sometimes I'm 30 days. That's kind of like where I'm at on my average. Sometimes I am 28 days. It really just depends. You have two main phases of your cycle. Your follicular phase is the first half. Your luteal phase is the second half. Within the follicular phase, you have your menstrual phase. Within the luteal phase, you have your ovulation phase. It's a little bit confusing because essentially there are four phases, but there's two main ones, and then menstrual and ovulation fall within those umbrellas. Now, your menstrual phase is on average days one through seven. Your your menstrual or your period could last 
one to four days. My mind is usually four days long. So usually my menstrual phase is days one to four, but on average days one to seven, your follicular phase is days one through 13. Your ovulation, which is marks the midpoint of your cycle, the absolute peak. And your ovulation is essentially what your cycle is. Your body is getting ready to conceive every single month. That's what the female cycle is. It's your body getting ready to conceive, dropping the egg, waiting to have a baby. And then if you aren't pregnant, then your uterine lining sheds and thus repeats the cycle to build back up to conceive. That's what a woman's cycle is. So ovulation marks that midpoint. It's usually around days 14 to 18-ish. Your luteal phase is days 14 to 28. So your luteal phase starts when you ovulate. And then your the last day of your luteal phase is the day right before you start your period. And then you start your period, thus restarts the cycle. Okay. That's kind of the general timeline. Again, listen to the episode where I go into more detail. Typically, when you are on your period, it's going to be different for everyone. Okay. Some people may feel like shit on their period. They're yucky. They feel bleh. You know, I feel like that's on average. That's pretty average for most people. Some people might feel really good on their period, like right away, even though they kind of feel yucky. It's like, who feels good? Like having the flow come out, like who really feels good with that? Okay. Um, but some people may feel much better. Like they start their energy levels, start picking up. They're feeling great already. Even if they are, you know, on their period, their energy levels are starting to pick up. And then your energy really, your energy and mood really starts to boost and you really feel fucking amazing in the middle of your follicular phase, right before your body's preparing to ovulate. And it's, it biologically makes sense. Your body's like, okay, we're trying to conceive here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to boost your mood. I'm going to boost your energy levels. I'm going to make you feel fucking amazing. I'm going to make your skin glow because the estrogen, I'm going to make your face more symmetrical. I'm going to have you feel a little bit leaner. You're going to be feeling the top of your fucking game in the peak of your follicular phase. It's the best time. You're absolutely thriving. You're clear-minded. You're motivated. Like your sleep is great. Everything is amazing. You're starting to feel more horny because again, you're getting ready. Your body's getting ready to find a mate, to conceive. And then you ovulate. Now, ovulation may be different for some people. Some people usually, biologically speaking, feel their absolute best. It's the absolute peak of skin is glowing, you're ready to find a mate. You're feeling yourself amazing. Love that for you. Some people during ovulation, like moi, like yours truly, do not feel their best. <laughs> I have middle schmers, so I have ovulation pain. I get worse cramping and bloating during ovulation than I do during when I'm PMSing right before my period, which is funny because it didn't used to be that way. I would say my ovulation, I've been off of hormonal birth control for almost three years exactly. My ovulation, I didn't really start feeling until two years in. So it changes. And that's the thing about a cycle is that like, it's always constantly changing. Like you have relatively the same things that happen every month with your personal cycle, but things are changing. Things are evolving. Your body is growing, right? So you're, you're going to be changing a little bit. So I have ovulation pain, which is honestly kind of a blessing and a curse because I want to feel my best, but it's, a, it's kind of like a form of birth control in itself. Cause if I'm not feeling my best, then I'm not going to want to get freaky, you know? And then after ovulation, whether you're feeling your best or you're not, then you get into what I call the thick of your luteal phase. Now, when you think of TV shows, books, movies, and everything like that, and you know, the, the storyline and the narrative is, oh, I'm, oh, she's hormonal. Oh, she's crazy. She's moody. Well, it's about that time of the month or she's about to start her period, right? It's that negative narrative of like a woman's cycle. When you think of that, that is right before you start your period. 
typically you don't feel your best, okay? You are feeling maybe a little bit more tired, a little bit more fatigued. Um, If you experience PMS symptoms, not everybody does, but if you do, this is the time that you're going to experience it. Um, You know, if you're crampy, if you're bloated or inflamed, if you get migraines, that's going to happen during this time. Maybe your mood starts to shift, your mental health starts to shift. So maybe you're a little bit more irritable, more anxious, Maybe you have slightly more depressive thoughts. You kind of want to be a little bit more isolated. You don't want to go out. You don't want to be sociable. Um, That kind of happens right before you start your period. That's the thick of your luteal phase. That's not the most fun part. And I want to make it clear, you guys, there's a threshold um, with feeling certain things during your period and having that dip in your hormones and your progesterone is rising, which is what causes PMS symptoms. There's a certain threshold. If you have debilitating pain, If you have anything that can stop you from doing daily activities where you have to call out of work, you have to call out of school, you have extreme, extreme mood shifts, that is not normal. I would recommend going to a doctor and getting your blood work done to see what's going on, okay? Because your blood work is essentially a storyline of what's going on on the inside. So that's what I would suggest. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, you might feel anxious and moody and this and that and like and tell you that it's okay. Because if you have like that, you've crossed that threshold, that's not okay. I'm not sitting here and telling you that. Okay. So make it, I want to make it very clear there. Um, and then after that you start your period. Okay. So that's kind of the mood and energy levels, very brief synopsis on what happens with your cycle. For me personally, I came to a point in my fitness journey where I was needing a change. I did not feel good. I looked totally fine. I love the way I looked. I really didn't have an issue with that. It was never about that, but I felt sluggish and tired and yucky and inflamed. And there's a difference between like being bloated and inflamed, but when you feel it and you wake up, you know, and you're supposed to be feeling like your best when you're waking up and you feel inflamed all the fucking time when you wake up to when you go to sleep. Like you don't have to be, because it's different when you feel a little bloated after a full day of eating, drinking a ton of water, working out, you've got fluids going. Like that's different than like when you wake up and you're feeling like shit, you feel yucky. Um, that's not fun. And that was how I was. And I just came to a point where I'm like, I need a change. I was working out five to six days a week, super hard throughout every part of my cycle. I was doing what's called a split routine system, which is splitting up different body parts on different days of the week and hitting those hard. We've talked about it a million times before. It's what a lot of fitness people do. Um, It's what I did for a long time. I essentially still do it to a certain varying degree. Um, But, you know, those push days, pull days, quads and calves and glutes and hammies. Those are splits. That's a split. You follow a split and you stay consistent with it. It's a fantastic way of working out. It's, I still think to this day, the best way to build muscle. If your goal is to build muscle split routine system, stay consistent, stay dedicated, progressively overload and eat, 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 eat. You got to eat more, got to eat in order to gain muscle. All right. That's, I feel like the best way to do it, but I was doing that throughout all parts of my cycle. And at this point, this was about a year ago where I hit this, this wall I'm two years into being off of hormonal birth control. I'm relatively, you know, very much in tune, not relatively, I was in tune with my body tracking my cycle, but I felt like there was a missing piece. There was something that was just missing. I needed a shift. I needed a change. My body clearly was not thriving with the same exact programming that I'd been doing for 
two years. And I don't mean same exact with like same exact workouts, but same style of training, right? It worked amazing when it did. It worked amazing. I gained a lot of muscle. I learned a bunch of stuff. It's what inspired me to become a coach and personal trainer and start my business. I fucking love it. And this is still amazing style of training. I want to make that very clear. It works wonders for a lot of people. My clients still who do split routine systems absolutely love it. But for me, it just was not cutting it anymore. I needed I needed that change. So I decided, of course, this was end of last year beginning of this year, I needed to, and this is when I started to introduce the idea of cycle syncing. And I want to give you guys like, I'm going on this rant because I know you want to learn about cycle syncing, but I'm giving you like a background of what led me to this decision of cycle syncing and everything. Cause I feel like this is a relatable story. I feel like a lot of you guys are at a point in your journey where you want to take it to that next level of becoming more in tune with your body and realizing that this journey is a lot deeper than just dieting, and working out, right? It's it's a whole different experience. And maybe you're you're wanting that and you've been working out the same way for a while, but you need a change. That's how I was. So I decided with the idea of cycle syncing in mind, I was still a little intimidated and I was still very scared because I'm like, I've been working out five to six days a week for like two, three years at this point straight. If I change what I do, I am going to lose all my progress, lose all my muscle probably gain a bunch of weight. It's going to ruin my journey. My body's going to completely change. That's what I was scared about. All of these crazy, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this is a crazy way to think, but that was so real and true. And I know a lot of you guys probably feel that way. Even if you miss one day of your workout, you're probably like ruined on my progress. Great. Now I'm going to have to double down tomorrow and do more cardio and eat less and all these different things. I get it. That used to be me. Like I was fully fucking in that you guys fully in it. So I decided <laughs> I'm going to go on a cut, right? I'm going to do a cut for the new year. I want to be dedicated to this. Of course, that's the only way to do it. The only way to reach my goals is to go on a cut, cut, maintain bulk, maintain, cut bulk. That's how, that's the only way to do it. Right? So that's how my new year started off with wanting to do a cut at the same time though. That's when I started to get deeper into cycle syncing and learning more and really doing more research on what it is. Cause again, there's no like when I say research, I mean like looking at articles because there's a ton, a ton of stuff that you can read about cycle syncing. What I'm saying is that there's not like actual hardcore research studies that is published in the National Library of Medicine, .gov, .edu type shit. You know what I'm saying? So there's none of that, but there's a ton of information and articles on cycle syncing. So I started to get more into that. So at the beginning of this year, I um started coaching high school women's lacrosse. I was the head coach at a high school here in Reno. And I went from living a very sedentary lifestyle. Cause when I was burnt out of my journey, you guys, I wasn't doing cardio. I was just barely dragging my ass to the gym, really feeling sluggish and tired. I was you, you eating my normal foods, like trying to stay consistent. Like I've been ingredient prepping for so long that I was doing that, but I was eating out a lot more. It was the holiday season. I was really inflamed, yada, yada, you get it. So of course, new year, new me, let's start a cut. So I went from getting like four to 6,000 steps a day, if that, to getting with coaching lacrosse and starting my quote unquote cut, getting 15 to 20,000 steps a day. I'm not even kidding you guys. I got a walking pad. Um, and then I was also coaching to outside two and a half hours every single day, getting in movement, playing around. Like I was getting so many steps. So of course, hello, when you go from 
four to 6,000 steps and that kind of movement, that much movement throughout your day to 15 to 20,000 steps per day, your body's physically going to change. Your body's physically going to change a lot. So I did see some results with my cut, but it's hard for me to call it a cut. And that's why I said quote unquote cut because it transformed into cycle syncing. You know, the biggest change I made was just getting in more movement and more steps. My nutrition didn't really change. My usual whole foods of prepped ingredients two, three times a week, maybe have something out. Usually it was around like the two times a week. Nationally, I would either have like, you know, bagels in the morning on Saturday morning. And then we'd have like one meal at night where we would get an order takeout or whatever. Um, and that was because we were both so busy with work and with me coaching. I was so busy throughout my day. Like from when I woke up, I was busy until I went to bed with coaching and everything. Um, and that shift allowed me to not have to sit around and think about food, right? Like I wasn't sitting around and bored ever because I was so fucking busy. It was, I was burnt out for, for quite a bit of time because it was, it's just a lot to be, you know, doing all of that. Um, not saying it's like the hardest lifestyle to live. You guys know what I mean, but it was just a huge change. It was a huge, huge change. And my body physically changed. Like I dropped around mm, probably like 10 pounds. Um, but again, it wasn't from me restricting food, tracking my calories. I just was eating whole foods. That was it. I was just focusing on whole foods. I was so busy. Didn't have time to think about eating anything than what I already had prepped in the fridge. Cause I only had a little bit of time to eat. Right. That's kind of how I was. I was super consistent because I didn't have a choice, but to be consistent with coaching five to six days a week and doing all of that. Okay. So that's kind of like the background there. Um, went from sedentary, you know, four to 6,000 to 15 to 20,000 that made a huge change on my body. Um, anyways, that's how I stumbled into where I'm at now, which is cycle syncing. So again, it started out as cut, which I did see those changes, but it really just developed into me cycle syncing. And I want to share with you how I personally cycle sync based on my cycle Now, this will not be the exact most perfect way to do it because, you know, everyone's cycle is different. How I feel during my cycle, my energy levels, my mood is not how you feel. It's not your energy levels and not your mood, right? But this is also like just a generalized way of cycle syncing too. Like you can definitely go based on this, but again, don't take this like to heart and be like, okay, I need to copy this exact timeline. Because with any health and fitness journey, you can't copy, our bodies are different. So even if you copy exactly what I do, the results are going to change and be different because of our genetics, because of who we are as people, our lifestyle, et cetera. You guys understand. So starting with day one of my cycle, when I start my period, typically when I start my period, immediately my energy levels and mood through the roof, boosting right away. I'm feeling amazing on top of the world. However, when you're bleeding and you've got the flow coming out, like who really doesn't feel like who feels good during that? Right. Like I'm still like, "Mm, I don't really want to lift heavy because I'm afraid that I'm just going to (laughs) be bleeding everywhere. Essentially. Like I've got a pretty heavy flow, which by the way, you guys update, I'm officially a menstrual disc girly. I just had my second cycle with my menstrual disc and I cannot believe I didn't do this sooner. I should have listened to you guys, not a menstrual cup. I didn't like the suctioning. I didn't like the way it went in and came out. I just did not like the suctioning whatsoever. It wasn't comfortable for me but I finally realized what the anatomy of my coot coot was. And I was able to finally properly put in the menstrual disc all the way up there. You got to go behind the pubic bone, tuck it behind the pubic bone, shove it up there. And I fucking killed it. I killed it. I left it in for like 10 hours 
It self-emptied when I peed, but it didn't get into like my underwear or anything. I didn't bleed through anything. The first time in my life, I never had blood through anything. And I was able, I didn't have to change it once. I was able to go throughout my whole day. I literally, you guys, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, my life just got significantly better. Like just the quality of my life just improved so much. So update, officially menstrual disc early. And I use the Nixit menstrual disc, which it's called a menstrual cup. They call it a menstrual cup, but it's actually disc. Fucking amazing. Could not recommend it more. Okay. Anyways. So, um, starting with my period, my mood's improving right away, but I still feel kind of, and my energy levels are too, but I still feel kind of lucky. So I, yuck, lucky. I wish, I wish I felt lucky in my period. Um, yucky. So I do low impact. I'll go for walks. I will do a Pilates style body weight, um, workout, which I have a few on my fitness app, um, that actually kick my ass. Okay. So I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm doing like just super whatever. No, this left me sore for days and I was fucking sweating my ass off after. So I'm like, is this really low impact? No, but it really was super good. I'm just not lifting heavy right now yet. Um, going for walks, either doing like super, super light strength training, yoga, stuff like that during my period but my period's only a couple days long. So for me after that, once my mood starts picking up my flow and I'm like finishing out my period, I'm hitting the gym, baby. We're lifting fucking semi trucks. I'm hip thrusting. I'm deadlifting. I'm rowing. I'm muscle mommy. I'm in my gym rat era in my follicular phase in the middle of it at my peak. I'm consistent. I'm feeling amazing. I'm scheduling big meetings, trying to get as many podcast episodes that I can film during this time because I feel my best my mind is clear. I'm motivated. I'm, I'm dedicated. Sleep is great. I'm feeling fucking amazing on top of the world. So I just do my normal split, which I drop down from six days a week to four days a week. I do a full upper body, a full lower body, and then basically two full bodies. I try to do one kettlebell slash dumbbell hit style. And then I do one like very core focused. It really just kind of depends. Sometimes I'll do like arms and core. Sometimes I'll just fuck around and do like upper body and core or a little lower body and core. It really just depends. Um, I kind of just play around with that fourth day, depending on how I'm feeling, but definitely strength training, full upper body, full lower body. I'm still hip thrusting. I'm still deadlifting. I'm still getting that fix of like muscle fucking mommy, gym rat, let's go. Right. And then I ovulate. Um, now for me, like I said, ovulation is painful for me. So typically that's when I will do, I will start to transition from strength training to if I wake up and I'm feeling like shit, which for me with ovulation and my middle schmers, it only lasts a day or two for me personally. For some people, it might last for a while. It might last an hour. It could literally be anywhere from an hour to a couple days long. So it depends. Sometimes it's a day. Sometimes it's like two or three days. Every single cycle is different. And this is why it is a mindset and it's a way of life. That's why I say cycle syncing is just a mindset that really you have. So if for me, I'm not feeling my best and I'm crampy and feeling like shit, I'll either go for a walk. Maybe I'll just do a low impact day. That's it. Usually walking is like my go-to. I'll just try to walk on my walking pad a ton and then try to get outside, get some vitamin D on my skin So my mood's a little bit better, Um, but that's only for a day or two. And then after I ovulate, this is where it kind of depends, okay? Everyone's different. Some people might be in the thick of their luteal phase immediately, and you have maybe a longer time of feeling tired and sluggish and not great. Or maybe after you ovulate into your luteal phase, you still feel the after effects of ovulation in that 
you know, strong part of your follicular phase and you're still feeling pretty good. So you're going to continue to strength train, continue to strength train during ovulation. And even after, if you feel good, just based on your own energy levels, some cycles I've had where my ovulation isn't that bad and I'm strength training until four days out from my period, even through the thick of my luteal phase. Right. But some, some months my luteal phase brings me down bad, bad. Okay. And I'm really just tired. My mental health is, is not super great. I'm feeling inflamed, bloated, just that yuckiness. So then maybe for a week, I'm tailoring it to low impact walking, yoga, et cetera. Okay. So it really just, this is why it's hard to talk about because it just fucking depends. But the basic like cycle syncing that you would think, and then uh, essentially, and then you start your period again, and then thus repeats the cycle. Okay. But essentially people are like, okay, low impact during med- to summarize this, this is the basic understanding of cycle syncing that you will read online. Low impact during your menstrual phase, um, high impact hit strength training, muscle mommy era during follicular and ovulation, which I know ovulation, um, is within the luteal phase. So that's kind of where it it overlaps a little bit. Luteal phase, thick of it when you're not feeling your best, that's when you go back to low impact, which trickles into your menstrual phase, which again is the beginning of, so it's like they kind of have overlaps beginning of your follicular phase, repeating that. That's kind of like what ideally would be for workout wise during cycle syncing. I hope this is making sense. Oh God, am I talking in circles? Let me know. But that's kind of how I go about it. It is just a way that I live my life. Now, the benefits that I have personally seen from cycle syncing is number one, it has significantly improved my mental health. It is complete cycle syncing has completely shifted my perspective on fitness and what health looks like in my life. I've never felt more in tune with my body than when I started to sync my workouts to my energy levels and to my cycle and un- really taking a deeper dive and really listening to my body. Cause even if you feel like shit or you feel your best, are you really sitting down and listening to your body and being like, okay, my energy was really fucking good today. I felt amazing. My mood was good. I just had a good day and I felt really good about myself. Let me check where I'm at in my cycle. Oh, I'm on day 10. That's why I'm in the middle peak of my follicular phase. And then being mindful of when you don't feel great and you don't feel your best, instead of being like, ugh, have to push through it, have to show up because the, the grind doesn't stop. Remember? No, the grind shifts, baby. The grind shifts. And really listening to what your body is telling you of inflammation, bloating, cramping, whatever it is that you experience. Completely shifted my perspective on that. Um, And I do have definitely another thing I've noticed is less chronic inflammation and bloating. When I'm in the peak of my follicular phase, which I am right now, I'm, (laughs) I'm feeling myself right now. I feel leaner. I literally don't experience any kind of bloating at all. Not one bit. When I used to be chronically inflamed and bloated. Um, my libido's improved. I would say a lot. It probably has a lot to do with my mental health, giving myself kindness and grace and just being nicer to myself. It's definitely improved my libido totally. And I would go as far as to say that cycle syncing has cured my body dysmorphia. 
Now, of course, there are days where it's like I look at myself and I'm like, ugh, especially my luteal phase. I'm like, mm, no, we don't look the same. That's not me. Mm-mm. When I have not self-tanned and I'm in the middle of my luteal phase, the thick of it, um, yeah, I just kind of disassociate from myself because I'm like, nah, we're not the same person. It's not the same. Like we're just, this is a different version of me. This is not me. You know, I'll look at myself in the mirror and be like, Ugh, who the fuck is that staring back at me? Um, you know, there's days where I'm like, I don't feel like I look great, but overall you guys, it's insane. I used to look at myself every single day in the mirror, pick my body apart. Absolutely hate the way that I looked. I always used to live in a constant state of defeat. I was never good enough. I was never doing enough. I was never working hard enough. I was always needing to eat less and train more and work out harder and do more, 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 more. I always looked at myself and was never satisfied with the way that I looked. But I'm not kidding you guys. I would never bullshit you. I am not joking when I tell you that when I really dove into cycle syncing, it completely cured my body dysmorphia because now, and I'm so much fucking nicer to myself. I'm so much nicer to myself because I understand why I feel the way that I do. And learning about my cycle and learning about the female cycle in in general has led to me not being obsessive over what I eat and how I look. I don't look at myself anymore in the mirror like that. There's, I'm not even kidding you guys. And you're probably sitting there like, that's not possible because I know how it feels like to look in the mirror and absolutely rip yourself apart and only see the bad and ugly and not see how far you've come and not see your progress. I know what that feels like because that was me for years. And I thought that that was normal. I thought that it's like, oh, everyone has body dysmorphia. Like people joke about it on, you know, TikTok and Instagram and whatever on social media. It's like, oh, body dysmorphia this, body dysmorphia that. Like we all live with it. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you guys, I don't have body dysmorphia anymore. Of course, again, there's, we're humans. We're, we're our biggest critics we're always going to want more and better for ourselves. So there's days where I'm like, oof, girl, no, this is not working. Like we are not looking, not looking good, not feeling good. But overall, I would say 80 to 90% of the time, I'm not doing that. Whereas it used to be 90 to 95% of the time I was in that mindset and it's completely changed. It's completely shifted and like living a life where you don't constantly fucking battle with yourself and hate yourself and bring yourself down That is what a healthy lifestyle is. As good as you look and as great as you are at hitting your macros and tracking and getting your workouts and being a muscle mommy, as great as that is and as good as you are at that, if you look at yourself in the mirror and still hate what you see and your mental health is not great surrounding your wellness and what health looks like for you, I hate to break it to you, but that's not a healthy way to live. There is a life that you can live where you're you're healthy and you're happy and you feel good about yourself. And yes, you have your hard days, but overall, you're not beating yourself up all the fucking time. And I'm telling you that because this is the life that I live now. It is absolutely possible. It takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication and a lot of learning. I said dedication, dedication, a lot of learning, a lot of educating and a lot of patience. You have to trust the process and you have to trust yourself because when I tell you that the hardest part of this entire journey of getting into cycle syncing was when I am in the, and I still struggle with this, when I'm in the thick of my luteal phase, 
having to really take a step back because I am the burnout queen. I will push myself way past beyond my limits to the point of my body literally shutting down. I've always done that. I am a serial burnout queen. My mom is totally nodding her head right now because there's been so many times where my mom has had to call me and be like, you need to fucking slow down. You need to stop. You need to take a break. You need to not work out for a couple of days. You need to take a break. So many conversations my mom and I have had about that. I'm the queen of that. Um, and that is like, that's just how I, I used to live my life. But with cycle syncing, that's no longer the mindset that I have around the way that I want to live my life. And again, the biggest and the hardest part was when I'm in the thick of my luteal phase and I don't feel my best honoring my, honoring myself, honoring my body. Your body knows best. She is always going to know what is best for you. And the signals that your body is telling you, whether that be mental signals or physical signals, chronic bloating, acne, hair thinning, your sleep is shitty, your cravings are all over the place. That is not how you should live your life at all. Honoring that and listening to your body, she's telling you something. When those are things that you're dealing with, she's telling you, hey, things are off on the inside. It's time for us to take a new approach. And this may not be the approach that you need to take, okay? This may, this may not be it. And I'm not telling you it is, but I'm just telling you from my experience, how much this has impacted my life. And it can be really scary and really difficult. I just feel like as women as general, in general, especially in today's society, we are the burnout Queens. Like burnout is within our name. It's within our DNA. It's like, we need to be doing more and working harder because we have something to prove. Like we, as women, we've got a chip on our shoulders, right? Like we have something to fucking prove. And it's hard for us more than other people, I feel like, to to really take a step back and honor our body and listen to it because we've had to fight and work so hard to get to where we're at in society today and make it big and like, you know, do all these different things and be a fucking a boss ass bitch. But we really struggle when it comes to listening to our own bodies. And it was really difficult. It was really difficult for me to do that. That was the hardest part. It was mental. It wasn't the physical. I can write out a workout program and I can do that. I can show up to the gym or do a kind of movement honoring my body. That's not the, that's not the hard part. That's the easy part. The hard part is trusting. Okay. I don't feel great. I'm going to try low impact. I'm going to do a yoga class instead of strength training. I'm going to go for a walk instead of trying to deadlift a fucking semi-truck. I'm going to do just a body weight, really quick 15 to 20 minute workout when instead you're used to doing an hour, hour and a half of strength training, lifting hella heavy, right? That shift is not easy. That's the hardest part. I think that would be the hardest part for a lot of you guys too, is really just trusting that. Because again, you're going to think like, oh my God, I'm going to lose all my progress. This is going to work for me. I've worked so hard. Like what if I lose all my muscle? Your body doesn't really work like that. Okay. Now I will say, if you are trying to build muscle, this may change. Okay. Uh, This may, this opinion may change. There may be research that comes out that proves otherwise. But if you're trying to build muscle and that is your goal, I will say, I don't know if cycle syncing and this lifestyle might be for you. It might though. Okay. Because there's two sides of this. If you think about it, the best way right now that's proven to build muscle is 
strength training consistently, period, end of story. Strength training consistently, progressively overloading, increasing your weight and eating more. That's how you gain muscle, okay? Now, whether you add in cardio to that um, and you want a body recomp where you're losing fat and gaining muscle at the same time, you know, there's other things that you can do to, to, you would say lean out, but if your goal is to just straight up build muscle, um, I, right now the research out there, that's the best way to do it. And I still believe that I believe that to be true of just sticking to a program and not having a week or two where you're doing low impact stuff because you have to be consistent. Your muscle needs that you're in order to grow muscle. It needs that consistency. It needs that fuel. It needs that, um, consistent stimulation, right? But if you also think about it on the other coin, which a lot of people I think are playing around with right now is, okay, if I'm lifting, you know, consistently heavy, progressively overloading, properly fueling my body from when I'm on my, when from day one to say day 22, okay, for almost all of my, all of the month, I'm like for three weeks, I'm hitting the gym hard. I'm feeling good. I'm doing it, whatever. You're pushing yourself and you're staying consistent. If you take a six or seven day period where you're doing more low impact, you're honoring your body signals during your luteal phase, right before you start your period when you're, you know, not feeling your best. If you honor that, then theoretically speaking, when you come back to strength train, because six days really isn't that long to be off. I'm not saying that this is like, oh, going to ruin your progress. But if you take that and you still are getting in movement, because again, movement is really good for your cycle. If you are crampy, whatever, moving, getting in a kind of movement, whether it's walking or doing a fucking Olympic lifting meet, it is going to release endorphins. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to relieve pelvic tension. It's going to boost your, your mood and your mental health. So no matter what, try to get some kind of movement and take the rest if you need to, but try to get a little bit of movement. It could be like a 10, 15 minute walk. Could be just going outside to, you know, get some vitamin D, whatever, boost your mood. But if you take that six day break, you're, you're getting a little bit of moving in, but you're not doing your usual routine. When you come back, I wonder if there's research out there that would prove that you actually come back stronger. You're able to lift more. You're actually able to work up to a PR when you're in the peak of your follicular phase and you build from there, right? There's two sides of it right now, because of the research that says, building muscle, strength training, being consistent, sticking to that. I will side with that for now. Um, but for me personally, I've built the muscle I want to build, you know, over the past couple years, I, I feel great. I don't want to gain weight. I don't want to gain, um, muscle. I don't want to lose weight. I don't want to lose muscle. I just want to be healthy and happy. <laughs> and I just want to feel fucking good. And that's where I'm at personally. So, and I'm not saying that your goals have to be that if you want to cycle sync or think about it, but this is just, again, this is just my journey that I'm sharing with you guys with cycle syncing. And this is just me reflecting, I guess, on this journey for myself. And that's where personally I'm at. And I'm excited to dive deeper into cycle syncing, um, with maybe my diet. I don't know. Um, there are certain things that you can eat at certain points of your cycle that can definitely help with certain symptoms that you get during your cycle, eating with during your menstrual phase, iron rich foods, vitamin C, vitamin K, omega-3 fatty acids, right? 
during follicular eating lots of vegetables, um, higher fuel, whole wheat, brown rice, white rice, more complex carbs, um, fermented food, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, kimchi, kimchi, kimchi. I don't know. You guys tell me healthy fats, avocados, pumpkin seeds, leafy greens, you know, during your ovulation, it's only a couple days. So just continuing eating whole foods, properly fueling your body. Um, and then during your luteal phase, you've got those hunger cravings, PMS, you're going to want more complex carbs, higher food, fiber foods, sweet potatoes, leafy greens, veggies, dark chocolate, fruits and nuts and seeds, magnesium, um, and obviously drinking plenty of water. Cause especially if you cramp, drink more water than you think that's kind of like, that was a very brief, I know that was, we could go into more detail, but I don't know enough about nutrition with cycle syncing quite yet. Um, but those are kind of the basics. So you could eat certain things during your cycle and take it to that level. I'm not there yet, but who who's to say in the next year, in the next six months, when we have another conversation about cycle syncing, and I kind of keep you guys updated and in the loop, um, on how that is going. And also, obviously I will share that on my social media platforms, probably on TikTok and my Instagram for sure on, um, if I'm trying something new, if I'm taking a deeper dive, but I would say if you are wanting to cycle sync, I would say the first part I would suggest is when you, and you want to cycle sync your workouts. I feel like that's the best place to start is with your movement. The best place to start with that would be when you start to feel your energy levels drop, your mood drop, and you know, it's, you're either going to be starting your period soon, or it would be when you start your period, honor your body, start there, just start there. Because I'll tell you, it's going to take months to work through the mindset of working out every day. If you miss a workout, then you're losing all your progress. That shift from that mindset to honoring your body and allowing your body a different form of movement that might be more suitable to your energy levels, that shift is the hardest. I would start there. Breaking down that mental barrier and that is, is the hardest part. And I would start, that's where I would start personally. That's what I would suggest based off of my own experience. Um, I do have workouts. I've cycle syncing workouts on my fitness app, which I'll link for you guys in the show notes. I've got, um, two little bubbles in my fitness app. One that's follicular phase, one that's luteal phase. Um, where I put workouts that I've done during that time that I feel like would be really beneficial if you wanted to give it a shot. Um, low impact, high impact, you know, all the different things, full body, um, full lower body, full upper body, et cetera. So I have that in my fitness app. If you guys kind of wanted to follow along, they're just workouts that I do for myself that I share with you guys. Not saying that that's like the best and only way to do it. Um, but that's kind of how, um, I would suggest, I'm also going to link a article for you guys from the Cleveland health clinic. That's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite resources to get information from real legitimate information from. So I'm going to link, um, that for you guys in the show notes. So you guys can read, they have a really great article out on, I just banged my elbow on what cycle syncing is talks about workouts. Um, it talks about, eating, um, and all the different things. So I'm going to link that for you guys, just in case, if you want to take an extra look at that. Um, but that's kind of, I guess that's my cycle syncing journey. Hopefully, hopefully I covered it all and I didn't forget anything. Um, but overall it has been the best, it's been the best journey. It's been the best experience. Um, and if you guys follow me on social media, 
you know that physically I have not changed that much. I would say that like, yes, I feel, I feel, I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better. I've already, I've already told you guys like the benefits from it. Um, but I have not lost all this progress and gained all of this weight or anything like that. Cause right. I know it's, it sounds unrealistic to think like that, but again, I know what it's like to have that mindset. I thought that way for a very long time. And you can see that it's not made a major, major change, right? If anything, it's just made positive impacts on my mental health and my physical health with less inflammation. I lost a little bit of weight, but it wasn't anything significant. It's not for me personally, it's going to be different. It might be significant for you. I don't know. I can't tell you that. But for me, if you're afraid of the progress part of losing all the gains and whatever, I'll tell you right now that I really haven't. Like I'm still lifting relatively the same weight. I'm still doing my thing. It has not been a major, major change. And I know that that's what a lot of people are kind of scared about. Um, but oh, that's it. That's kind of my cycle sinking journey. Um, I hope that kind of maybe answered some of your guys' questions. I hope, I hope. Um, but that's all I got. I'm like, so that was a lot. That was a lot. You guys, I'm like so thirsty right now. I need to eat. It's always how I get at the end of the episode. I'm like, okay, we've got to finish. We've just got to cut it. We're ready to go. But, um, yeah, hopefully this helped you guys a little bit clear, cleared up some things maybe. Um, but if you took the time to listen to this episode today, I just want to say thank you so much. I know that this is kind of a hot topic to talk about right now. Um, again, clarifying that there's no research out there for this. Does this work? Who fucking knows? But for me, it has, it's worked wonders. It's changed my life and I would not trade this experience for the world. Um, and that's that, but thank you so much for listening to this episode today. If you shared it with a friend, thank you. If you shared it on your social media platforms, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I absolutely love you guys. I really appreciate you guys supporting me listening to this journey and I'm excited to update you guys. You know, this is, I'm constantly growing and evolving, um, in the next six months to a year, I know there's going to be more episodes on cycle syncing and my journey. This is just where I'm at right now. I feel so lucky to be able to share this with you guys. And thank you so much for creating a safe space for me to share my journey with you. So this is TB TBC to be continued. I will leave a dot, dot, dot at the end of this episode, um, because this journey is to be continued. Hopefully the next time we chat, I'll know more. I'll be more educated. I'll be at a different point in my journey where I can maybe just walk you guys through that part as well. Um, but thanks so much for hanging with me today, you guys. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon.